Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. ESPN Montana app, no matter how much Tommy likes to troll me with uh, all things Beatles, he is a brilliant engineer and also got us uh, rolling with our new ESPN Montana app. So make it worth his while, make it worth your while. A great way to listen and stream this show live and archived and appreciate all the great uh, engineering and production work by those guys for uh, Tommy and his team for figuring that out. This guy here, Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, he helped us figure out some of this blue frame uh, technology as well. Jeff, talking all things baseball, coming up here in just a hot minute. Missed anything in the first hour of the show today? A wide-ranging conversation all about Big Sky Conference football. What are some of the jobs in the league, in the conference... They have the most pressure, or lack thereof, associated with them. Went through each and every Big Sky Conference football program. So you can hear all of that. We also had our Treasure State Stars for the week. Give you some free sandwiches. So go check all that out on the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as the Advocates. You got baseball questions or otherwise? Text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Our guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. You let us know what you want to hear about. We're going to get to the Missoula Paddleheads, but we have been... Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was at the Montana Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. We were talking about the year that was just in the sporting world of Montana. And I was thinking about how usually when spring football for the college teams end it ends in April, we start to slow down. And then, you know, it's a couple weeks more up to the prep state championships. And then... We go slow basically early June. Well, we didn't go slow until this week. So it was an extra probably five weeks of action. And so with just two hours per day on this show from four to six, Monday through Friday, we have not talked as much as we normally would about baseball. But now baseball takes center stage. The Stanley Cup finals ended uh, over the weekend. The only other real competition that baseball will have in the national sporting world is going to be the British Open here in a couple weeks. But besides that, baseball takes center stage both at the Major League Baseball level, the Minor League level, and in the Pioneer League. So we'll talk some Pioneer League here in about, I don't know, 20 minutes. 
But before that, we have to catch up on a ton of stuff uh, in the wide world of baseball uh, in general. First of all, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Well, you know, getting more than 24 hours to myself, kind of <laughs> feeling like right? looking around like, aren't I supposed to be in a booth somewhere? Like, am I supposed to be watching Jason Newman hit dingers again at some point? <laughs> what a nice guy I am. This guy gets two days off in a row. I say, hey, you want to come over at 5 o'clock on your second day off? But it's good having you here, man, and I'm glad uh, you're not too worn out from the road. What have you thought of the new schedule so far for the Pioneer League? Because last year it was basically you were in here on Tuesdays because they were playing every other day, uh, but now a little bit different rhythm to the schedule. A couple times this summer you're going to get multiple days off in a row. What do you think of this, not necessarily from a personal perspective, but just from a baseball perspective? Well, I think having the two days off in a row is something from a baseball perspective that's just foreign. Um, Kind of talked with um, the shortstop Kevin Watley about this kind of after the game, talking about what he was going to do. And he basically said that he hated off days in general. That having two back-to-back was just so strange for him that he said that he was just going to burrow himself into the gym and just yeah. kind of keep grinding, so to speak. So it's kind of, it's like, yes, it's nice to get the break. And they had a couple of very long stretches, too, where they're playing 10, 12 straight days. And you don't see that type of a stretch in Major League Baseball very often either without some sort of an off day. So I think that having the little bit extra time was nice considering that they had these long stretches. And Missoula's got another one coming up after this off day as well. They'll be rolling all the way through the 4th of July holiday with no off time. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, in studio with us. We're going to get to the Paddleheads here in a little while. They are red hot right now going into this a few days off. But I want to talk some Major League Baseball first. Uh, How much of a uh, baseball historian are you? I know you follow baseball heavily in the contemporary sense, and you have in your young life. But are you much of a, a, a history of the game type guy? I mean, were you one of those kids that was reading the baseball books about the 27 Yankees and the the 40s and 50s Brooklyn Dodgers? I know some stuff I would imagine that uh, our colleague Andrew Houghton would know more of the historical stuff than I would because he's a major major history guy. Yeah, for Um, sure. But, you know, like part of it's me being my family grew up in Wisconsin and the Milwaukee Braves where they grew up was such a huge historical team like when my dad was a kid a guy named Henry Aaron was hitting home runs at County Stadium in Milwaukee so you know just knowing some things like that from my family's history actually have a ball signed by a Milwaukee Braves team that won a World Series in the 60s that's kind of cool that is very cool I I was only thinking of this because I wanted to ask you about some of the best baseball teams ever so we don't necessarily have to go before your lifetime but what just off the top of your head, what, what are some of the best teams that you can remember in your lifetime? In my lifetime? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I would have to s- throw in those teams from the 90s, from the Yankees. For sure. I mean, those teams, I mean, going forward, too. And you could even make the argument the team that ended up losing the World Series in 2001 was maybe their their best like talented for sure. team with for sure. looking at Mariano Rivera and his prime, Derek Jeter and his prime, and their pitching staff was outrageous. And I mean, that was a great team. So you got to 
put them in there and another team with their talent just jumps off the page. The, to me, the 2020 Dodgers, another one, just talent-wise, just one through nine. I mean, how do you compete with a team like that? But to me, it's not all about talent. When you look at a team and their sure. legacy, it's for sure. to me, it's one of the cooler parts of some of those Giants teams. For sure. Especially the 2010 team. That 2010 Giants team was a ragtag bunch of cast-offs, guys that were forgotten about or overlooked, and they put together this run with guys dressing up in weird costumes like Pat Burrell. If you want to look up the machine, you might be a little afraid what you find, (laughs) but it's it's quite funny what he did. I mean, he even went on David Letterman as the machine, which was wild. But um, in that 2013 Red Sox team, that's another one that stands out. A big part of that was... What happens with the Boston bombings and David Ortiz coming out and saying, this is our expletive city. Yep. And the whole thing that went after that was just kind of a rallying cry for that team. And and really, that team really nosedive right after that World Series. Kind of made it even more special, I would think. It's so interesting, too. Jeff Safford joining us in studio talking all things Major League Baseball. What you just described about, I mean, the Giants are sort of the the definition of what has been the trend of basically the last 20 or so years. And it's it's the teams that come together the best at the end and get hot. Right. The, these teams that are, I mean, I hearken back to the the Seattle Mariners team that never was, right? They, I think they won 116 games the most in the history of Major League Baseball. Then they got beat in the playoffs in the first round. And... Most people now, 20-something years later, don't remember that team as the team that won the most games in, well, in baseball. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I didn't even mention them when I was right, rattling exactly, off exactly. all these because noteworthy if you, teams. If you don't win the World <laughs> Series, you're not there, right? But then the, we had some teams like, I remember the Giants did it at least once, maybe twice. The Cardinals did it once where these teams are like in the high 80s to low 90s in win totals. They're not winning that often. I mean, they're only winning uh, a little bit more than half the time, but then they're winning at a tremendous amount, they figure out how to win two out of every three in September and October and then run all the way to the championship. And then these folk heroes kind of seemingly come out of nowhere from teams like that also. You brought up the Cardinals. I remember their championship team that they had in the early 2000s. Oof, I was thinking of one of the most brutal World Series losses. I think that loss, that Ron Washington squad. Yep. In I think it was 2011 or 2012, mm-hmm. the way they lost to the Cardinals that was brutal. It was they were up, they were, had Game Six in the bag, and then it gets taken away from them at the very end by some guy that named David Freeze. Who the heck is this guy? And just tearing up the cover off the ball. He was the World Series MVP and a guy that at the time was unknown, and he went on to have a pretty solid major league career, but never eclipsed that level of production ever again. It is. It's fascinating to, to uh, the, the ebbs and flows of modern day baseball. I think that there's so much that goes into it. The, the pressure, the money, the travel schedules, um, just how long the seasons are, how much of a grind it still remains. Uh, I think the spotlight is huge for these guys too. It is, it's really hard to stay atop the mountain I mean, dynasties were like the defining thing in baseball for the the 20th century. And that's been very hard to attain. 
uh, the last 20 years. And it's ironic because you'd think that the the pro sport that doesn't have a salary cap would be the one where the teams that spend money. But then you look at the Yankees, right? The Yankees had a couple of their of their pretty good teams the last 20 years, but their their best teams of the modern era were in the 90s before they started doing this, we're going to spend $200 million on everybody, right? right? Like that 98 team where a lot of those guys were homegrown, whether it's Andy Pettit or Mariano Rivera or Derek Jeter, those guys, that was their best team. And so it is interesting, just the things that go into uh, teams playing so well toward the end of the season. And you see the Yankees playing well, speaking of the current iteration of the New York Yankees, they're having a lot more of their homegrown talent perform better. And yes, they are signing players like Garrett Cole to obscene contracts, but got to give them credit finding a player like Aaron Judge that is a homegrown talent that they've paid handsomely, but at least you found them and he's a homegrown guy and he's not just someone that you plucked out of the sky and gave him $300 million a la a Scherzer or someone like that. It's so fascinating to me, too, because now we have a sample size of these guys that got paid these mega contracts. And so much of the guys that got the mega contracts, they're getting paid for what they've already done, not what they're going to do because of the way the arbitration works and when you get eligible for these contracts and all that stuff. So now when you really look at it, we've sort of now seen 20 years worth of these 200 million plus deals. I mean, A-Rod's deal, his 10-year, $250 million deal, I mean, I remember when that hit Sports Center, and we're like numb to it now compared to what it was like back then. I, my, I thought my brain was going to fall out of my head when I'm thinking this guy's getting paid $25 million a year. Now, I mean, Kyrie Irving got a $36 million contract extension yesterday, so 25 is is chump change. All that said, those mega deals, the only ones where the guys produced at the level at which they were getting paid were Alex Rodriguez and Albert Pujols. Everybody else couldn't really live up to the money that they were getting paid, and uh even then, though, the league has I mean, it hasn't changed anything. We still have these guys that are getting $300, $350 million, and uh, maybe they're getting a little sooner, but I don't know. It seems like that's been a defining thing, too, because how many of these guys on these mega contracts have actually been on winning and or World Series teams? Yeah, that is something that's definitely interesting to look at, and we've seen teams just basically avoid that strategy altogether, and we've seen teams... They're not doing all that hot this season, but Oakland A's have been competitive regularly over the last 20 years, and a lot of times have had one of the best teams in baseball. And I mean, mean, there's a famous... Formerly the Cleveland Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians. They have been Mm -hmm. not big spenders, and they've been to the World Series three times in the last 25 years. The Rays, Rays, another team that you can throw in there. They've been to the World Series and been competitive in the playoffs, certainly. Being a Bay Area guy, I have to say, Jeter and that play and Derek Jeter, again, bringing in the Yankees, yeah. I believe it was 2003. Yeah. The flip, yep. he was safe. <laughs> he beat the throw. He's Come got, on. Jeff does not forget. He's still got an axe to grind. I was thinking about the Jeff Safford in studio, by the way. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. I was thinking of this because uh, the Yankees right now um, are sitting there at 54-20, and 20, 74 games into the season. So that's a uh, 730 win percentage, which... If they were to, if you if you extrapolate that out, they're on pace for 121 wins, which would break the all-time record by five full wins. So even if they take a step back from the pace, they're still on pace. This this is a historically good start uh, so far for the Yankees. So that's why I was thinking about right. some of the great teams, just because this uh, this record is so good. But but that's actually not uh, that rare of a deal because I mean, last year the Giants and the Dodgers both won like what 108 games. 
which you think about that actual statistic when they're in the same division, it makes it even more amazing to me because they had to play each other you know, like two dozen times. Yeah, that doesn't that's not saying I'll see it. There's this other team named the San Diego Padres right. who happened to also right. be in their division and they're I mean, and they they had their injury issues towards the back end of that season. Their bullpen yep. kind of crumbled and Tatis was hurt and everything else, but talent wise, I mean, and you take into consideration also the the beef that the Padres and the Dodgers specifically have. Oh, baby. Whenever you got two teams that have beef that play against each other, it doesn't matter what the records are. Throw them out the window. You know that you're going to get a tough, grinded-out type series whenever you play a team like that. And so when you have that going on, that makes it even more tough. But the Dodgers and Giants just kind of rolled right through that anyway. All Things Baseball here on ESPN Radio. You're listening to Nuanas Now, coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also visit online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I think it was about two Sundays ago, I was uh, I was picking up some dinner. We were feeling lazy, so I just picked up a pizza and I was waiting for him to finish it up. So I was sitting there um, watching the, the pregame for Sunday Night Baseball. And the Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, were on Sunday Night Baseball. And Pedro Gomez had this, this great feature story about all the intrigue that's attached to this Angels team. You, you have the obvious one. It's in one of the biggest markets in the country. You also have the other obvious one. The, the, uh, the best player in baseball plays for the Los Angeles Angels in Mike Trout. But then they've had so much tumult with an unbelievable and excruciating losing streak that resulted in the firing of Joe Madden, who, by the way, is one of the household names of managers in Major League Baseball. And all of that has been then overshadowed, though, even the drama and the firing and everything by the play of Shotei Otani. But Pedro Gomez even wrapped this thing around and said, the craziest part about this is that even with a huge market and a lot of drama and a brand-name manager getting fired and the best player in baseball and the modern-day Babe Ruth and Shohei Ohani doing, or Shohei Ohani, Ohtani, excuse me, doing what he does best, both playing pitcher and one of the best designated hitters in the league. And as Pedro Gomez said, it's still sort of outside of the big stories in baseball. The Angels have somehow rendered themselves irrelevant, even though they have so many factors that go into being relevant and part of it is just because I think it's a big turnoff for people that they do have this star power yet they're sitting there in third place they're 36 and 44 they have not been any sort of compelling or consistent this year it's just so strange to me because if you replicated this scenario big name coach huge star power huge market in any other sport even if the team was bad there would be so much uh, conversation going on about it yet uh, here we are and the Angels are not really part of the discussion in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it really is an interesting thing to talk about. And I know we've touched on Mike Trout and Shohei on this show a number of times and from going back to last year as well. And think about it from this perspective. Thinking about another professional Los Angeles team. And this kind of draws that parallel of attention that you're kind of talking about. Speaking of a, a basketball team right, in right, Los Angeles right. with a pretty big-name coach, probably the best physically talented player in the game, and a roster full of 
superstars that make a bunch of money, and they were horrendous on the court this year. The Lakers. Right. But what are we talking about in the first week of April? We're talking about the Lakers and their struggles, and are they going to make the playoffs, and all these types of things. And I think so so much of that, I think, is because LeBron James makes sure he's getting talked about. Like, LeBron James is so obsessed with controlling the narrative about LeBron James. I can't even remember the last time I heard Mike Trout talk about anything. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Mike Trout's not going out of his way to right. grab the mic and promote him. So Mike Trout's yeah. just hitting bombs and, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, like one of the times that Michael, or when Mike Trout went viral this offseason was when because of the Paddleheads manager, Michael Schlack, went on Twitter and pointed out that somebody was basically dogging a swing in a batting cage. Sure. And you couldn't see his face. But he was, it was like a high school baseball coach dogging him, oh, this guy's doing this wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then Schlack comes in and goes, you know that guy swinging the bat is Mike Trout, right? <laughs> and then then that whole thing blew up, ended up on Barstool Sports and the whole thing. It's, it's so interesting, the, the way that star power isn't one of the key factors in uh, driving Major League Baseball storylines. But all that said, we haven't talked that much Major League Baseball. Jeff Safford in studio with us, Missoula Paddlehead stock, coming up in about 10 minutes. But let's go through the divisions quickly. We already talked about the Yankees. They are uh, running away with the American League East. They're 12 games up, and we're not even to the All-Star break yet. But the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays are all there right there in, in playoff contention. For example, those three teams I just named, they all have 40-plus wins, 42, 41, and 40 wins. That would be leading uh, the AL Central and would be right there in the mix in the AL West. So all three of those teams are in the wild card mix. The Central looks like this. It's the Twins, then the Guardians, the only two teams above 500. The White Sox continue to have a hard time finding the mark, even though they were supposed to be uh, pretty good these last couple years. And then out West... You have the Houston Astros running away with that division. They are 10 games up on the Texas Rangers. And uh, as funny as it is, or I guess it's sort of darkly funny, the Seattle Mariners, which I know have a ton of fans out here in western Montana, usually it's a rinse and repeat narrative where the Mariners melt down in, in August. They did it for you early, folks. You, you're not, you don't have to worry about a heartbreak. Uh, I, I mean, maybe they rally a little bit, but they are uh, far out of the playoff race at this exact moment, seven games below 500, uh, just 15 and 19 at home. So that's uh, not pleasant for those folks there uh, in the city of Seattle. What do you think of the American League so far? I mean, obviously the Yankees are the story, but it's actually a pretty tight playoff race uh, otherwise uh, outside of that AL East leading team from New York. I think that's what's really going to make the American League interesting. Yes, the Yankees are the showcase power, the team that hits dingers for days and has the stars at the top of the rotation and everything else. And we know how talented they are. But there's all these other teams in the American League that are very good that will be battling tooth and nail for playoff spots that maybe potentially they wouldn't have to really fight it for a playoff spot. Because when you got a team like the Yankees that's that good, right? that even if it's possible that one of those three American League East teams could go on to win 100 games and still be 10 games back, you know? So if you get teams that are that strong, that are just trying to claw their way into a playoff spot, it's going to make some interesting 
runs down the stretch. Teams are really going to be grinding it out. How are they going to try to build up with the trade deadline and what moves are other teams going to make? Are teams going to block other teams' moves? It's it's all going to be very interesting. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, in studio with us. Maybe you're tuning in on the TV, SWX Montana, or uh, maybe you are uh, watching on the ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks for being here. Uh, last thing for you before we take a break and get into the Missoula Paddleheads, the National League uh, has been uh, intriguing for sure because, first of all, anytime the New York Mets are doing anything but disappoint, that's a huge storyline, and the Mets have been very good this year. There's also been some pretty uh, noticeable and uh, marked surges in recent weeks. The Braves got really hot there for a little while. I watched the Braves and the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball, an extra innings game a couple days ago. That was a good one. Uh, the Dodgers have continued to look like one of the classes of the National League, and the Padres were bad early because of injuries mostly, and then they've really turned it on, and now the Padres sit there tied, at, or, or uh, I guess tied in the win column and only a game and a half out of the NL West. So we have a variety of contenders, and then, of course, in the Central, Milwaukee Brewers, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, way out in front of everybody. The rest of the Central, the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Reds are three of the worst teams uh, in Major League Baseball this year. So uh, what have you thought of the National League? The Mets uh, out in front uh, ahead of a defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves squad that's been good this year. That's one of the main stories, but also uh, your Giants in the National League West. I mean, that's a that's the most stacked division in baseball, so there's going to be a lot of eyes on that one down the stretch here as well. Absolutely, and... Uh Looking at that West, you touched on it, the Padres getting healthy now, and the Giants, a lot of kind of what they've done the last couple of years, finding these kind of diamond-in-the-rough free agent pieces that have contributed big-time form. And this year it's been Jock Peterson, a guy that very well could make the all-star team and has been hitting a lot of home runs and also found that left-hander Rendon from the White Sox, who's also been outstanding at close to the top of their rotation. So the Giants, they'll be there. They're, I think, 36-30 and 30 at this point. So a few games out of the playoff race. But the race I'm really going to be looking at is the AL East. Not just because of the Braves and, and the Mets, but they're banged up right now, just got a big ding. But I think a team that really will maybe be there, if they can get through these next couple of weeks with Harper on the shelf, the Phillies. They got they were just getting hot. They were winning some games. They got themselves back over 500. They've got a roster that can hit the cover off the ball. They got some good young pitchers. I mean, obviously we know how good Harper can be being the MVP from last year. So, that's a team that I think may be if they can get through this injury with Harper with the wrist injury and be hanging around, I think that team might be there. Major League Baseball takes center stage here on Nuanas now, as well as just in the national sporting uh, landscape. How far are we from the All-Star break? Let's see. We're All-Star break two weeks? Okay, so it's after 4th of July, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's usually right around the second, third week of July. Of July, yeah. for sure, yep. Okay, we'll get you a for sure update of when the All-Star break officially uh, commences, uh, but... In the meantime, we'll keep talking Major League Baseball. 
uh, here on Nuanas now, as it is now the uh, the number one professional sport. Oh, there you go. The uh, the All Star Game is July nineteenth, so we actually are a few weeks away from that. So we'll see uh, how the races look uh, around then. But there's a comprehensive Major League Baseball update for you. How about the Missoula Paddleheads? They are red hot as well. They uh, are back home for the weekend as well, starting tomorrow. So we'll get into all things Missoula Minor League Baseball. Right after this, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I'm wondering how the guy from NorCal is going to do a Blake Shelton. You know, do, you, do you do your little Blake Shelton twang, or you just is that your karaoke song because of uh, just knowing all the words? Well, it kind of is fitting that we're <laughs> going to be going into some Paddleheads talk. For because sure. That track there from Blake Shelton was kind of... Every, I feel like every sports team has like an anthem, mm-hmm. a song that's, sure. and somehow I, I think it's because of all the Southern influences on the team. Like a lot of it's back this year, Brandon Riley, North Carolina, North, yep. you know, you got Gator Gatewood from Georgia, yep. Zach Almond last year, the MVP from North Carolina. So his song, Hell Right, from Blake Shelton just kind of became like a, rallying cry and when they hit home runs last year they'd play the song and that's where the paddle thing came from last year Zach Almond I believe started the this thing whenever you you'll see Jason Newman if you're watching on SWX he does this all the time when he this kind of I love you sign it looks supposed to look like the like the paddle <laughs> you know <laughs> gotta love it New is now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us uh, in studio. It, it's funny because I I used to like karaoke when I was like 19, and now I cannot imagine myself <laughs> doing that ever again. Tommy, if I if I made you, if I took you to the oh, the, no. the the disco ball bar, you don't have to make me. What song are you choosing? What, what's your uh, What's your deal? Uh, dude, what do you think? Walking on the sun <laughs> by Smash Mouth. Tommy has this new obsession with Smash Mouth. He, uh, he, hey, they're Bay Area band. I like it. He yeah. had never uh, heard them before, and then he discovered them, and now he thinks they're one of the greatest bands ever. So. Dude, I'm telling you what, man. Coulter, next time you have two days off like Jeff, do a deep dive on the music catalog <laughs> because it's just amazing. I mean, don't they have like two albums plus a Shrek soundtrack? I, think you, I-, I don't know anything about Shrek, man, but... <laughs> <laughs> you used to like when you did karaoke. You were like a Brooks and Dunn guy, right? Oh, yeah, I got a lot of country hits. Yeah, I got yeah. a little Garth Brooks rodeo. That's a that's a, an old staple. Uh, a little should have been a cowboy. Some Toby Keith. I would uh, think uh, I would think Thunder Rolls would be a good. Ooh, a little Thunder good Rolls would be good too yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, I think one of the, my big aversions. And if you like karaoke, all good for you. I I, I appreciate anybody having fun uh, by publicly displaying their talents or lack thereof. I think mostly it stems from now, though, I talk into a mic, into headphones that I can hear exactly what my voice sounds like. Yeah. So I think I'd be paranoid that I wouldn't have as much control. And I also know for a fact that no matter what I possibly sang, it would not sound nearly as good as we sound right now. At 1029 ESPN on Twitter, <laughs> 888 Reach out. Let's get the uh, pot of money together to influence Coulter to publicly embarrass himself in the form of karaoke. Oh, baby. I, I don't even know. I think that we'd probably get a fine from the FCC if I sang a whole song on uh, this here radio station. Jeff, first and foremost, is the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He also 
done great work for us here at uh, Missoula Broadcasting Company, helping out calling um, Grizz hockey games, Grizz lacrosse games, helping out with some of our development and our production behind the scenes. So he's been a great asset to us. But uh, his bread and butter and the thing we like best about him is when he's calling the uh, the baseball games throughout the summer. Right now the Missoula Paddleheads are flat rolling. What's the win streak up to now? Is it seven or eight? Seven. Seven. I have a hard time counting. You know, that's why I became a journalism major. But seven in a row going into two off days and coming back home, uh, that's about as good as you could possibly hope for if you're Michael Schlack, the manager of the Missoula Paddleheads. Absolutely. And, you know, and you're coming down the stretch towards the end of the first half, too, in the next couple of weeks. And you're playing your best baseball. You've got a little bit of a cushion right now at two games over the closest competition. And and really, a lot of their closest competition teams that have been right there ahead of the paddleheads or in close contention are going in the opposite direction. Also, looking at the Great Falls Voyagers and the Idaho Falls Chuckers, both those teams, Chuckers are 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and, and the Voyagers, who the paddleheads just finished off sweep of, um, they're 3-7 in seven their last 10 games. And Missoula having... One seven in a row. They're eight and two in their last ten. And really, since there was in the early parts of June, they lost four games in a row to the Voyagers, the team that was just in town this past weekend. And it just seemed like ever since that stretch, where they're seemingly half the roster was hurt with guys like Jason Newman, McLean O'Connor, Brandon Riley, Domingo Pena, all on the inactive list, all players from last season's team, once they kind of got through that tough stretch in way Schlack would say it, once they found a way to get out of it, then they've just been rolling and things have looked a lot like what we saw last year. Do, do you think it, it took a minute for them to sort of recapture that? Because they sort of sputtered out of the stre- out of the gates, but then the last time you were in studio, actually, it was that Sunday, June 5th game where they really got the bats going, and, and they've been Really, really good since then. I mean, if you put all the the wins together, I mean, I'm sure that they're, I mean, at least went in two-thirds, if not higher percentage of their games over basically this last calendar month. Why do you think it, it took a minute to get going? Well, a lot of it had to do with players getting back from injuries. And since Jason Newman came off the inactive list in the middle of this month, he's been otherworldly at the plate where he's been on this stretch against the Voyagers where he has in now nine games against Great Falls he's hit or I should say in games against Great Falls of 12 games he's hit nine home runs against the Voyagers and has a batting average over 500 against them so having guys like Jason Newman in there has helped and they've been able to and McLean O'Connor is a guy that is one of their best players on the team that has been dealing with some injuries, but it's also been a little bit of a good thing in that they've been able to find this young guy named Cameron Willman, who's been with the team for about 10 days now. He was, everybody kind of calls him the other Cam now because Willman was a teammate with Cam Thompson at Kansas State University. So they're both close to each other and they both are infield players and he's been extremely productive over his last eight games he has almost 10 rbis i think he's got eight in the seven games that he's played and he's played a good second base also 
So when McLean comes off the inactive list, they'll, you know, it's going to be a good problem for Missoula to have because you've had this Cameron Willman guy be Willman be very productive, and McLean O'Connor is one of the best players overall in the Pioneer League. Looking at what he does at the plate, plus his great play at second base. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. On ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app, we are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can visit online at nwmsrocks.com. The Paddleheads off yesterday, off today. Back at it tomorrow. Three games set here in Missoula against the Idaho Falls Chuckers. Missoula sits atop the Pioneer League North standings at 20-9. and nine. They have the best record in the Pioneer League overall. Seven-game winning streak coming into this homestand. And uh, Idaho Falls is the team nipping at their heels. They are sitting there right now uh, at 18-11. and 11. Some stuff going on at the ballpark the next couple days. Tomorrow it's a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wolf Wednesday. Every Wednesday home game, fans are encouraged to bring their four-legged friends. That's right, you can bring your dog down there to the ballpark um, Wolf Wednesdays is presented each week by Shields of Missoula. Thursday, it's Thirsty Thursday, so that means every Thursday Paddlehead home game, all beers are discounted. You're going to get domestic beers for three bucks, craft beers for four bucks. That's presented in part by Camby Tap House. And then Friday is going to be a, a phenomenal Friday. That's every Friday home game. The gates will open 30 minutes early with access to Peyton's Plaza, free until 6:30. Come uh, join the Missoula Paddleheads for happy hour drink specials, food discounts, live music, and exclusive hangouts with players and coaches. That's not it about Friday. That's not it about Friday. I'm Friday. in the lead. Here's what you're actually here for. Friday is fireworks night. This is, uh, I'm actually very much looking forward to this. I actually uh, am going to a show out at the Kettle House Amphitheater on Friday night, but... I live right by the Paddlehead Stadium, so I'm rooting for the game to go a little long. You know, I'm rooting for, you know, going past uh, 11 because then I'll be back at my house and then I'm just going to walk right to the corner of the street and watch the fireworks. But this is this, this is a sweet uh, gathering. I mean, this this is one of the best fireworks shows in Missoula. So this will be fun for, for everybody to enjoy. So uh, three-game homestand, lots of fun stuff coming up, but including... Um, one of our most anticipated nights of the summer, fireworks night, uh, down there at the Missoula Paddleheads. Jeff Safford in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. We're going to keep talking Paddleheads. We're going to give you a little preview of this upcoming homestand and a preview of what's going on uh, for the rest of the first half of the regular season in the Pioneer League. That plus sets you up for the rest of the week. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. keeping my family driving safe. Dad, pothole. Got it. So I insist we choose Les Schwab tires for safety services like brakes, steering, and alignment. Stuff those cheap tire centers don't offer. Because I want to backseat drive with confidence. Dad, speed check. Hit the road safely with Les Schwab and save up to $150 when you buy select tires with financing. Les Schwab tires, celebrating 70 years of doing the right thing. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. See leschwab.com slash sale for details. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to 
ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Clay McElmurray knows what you can achieve through hard work as an athlete from a small town in Montana. The Troy native rose up to become an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 95 National Championship team before spending time playing in the NFL. McElmurray has also used those values in his work at McElmurray Homes. Since 2003, McElmurray Homes has helped contract and subcontract some of the Garden City's finest houses. McElmurray Homes is committed to offering quality custom service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. McElmurray Homes is also a proud supporter of high school athletes around the state of Montana. Zootown Sports Cards has been a maverick in helping the zest and passion for collecting trading cards and sports memorabilia in Missoula grow. Now, Zootown Sports Cards has a brand new location. Swing into the Stevens Center at 2100 Stevens Avenue and dip into Suite 102. Zootown Sports Cards wants to thank all of the Garden City for all of their support. Whether you are a new or loyal patron, this new location and new expansion could not be possible without you. Come say hi at Zootown Sports Cards at their new location, 2100 Stevens Avenue, Suite 102. You've been dreaming about a sandwich from Tagliari Deli all day. Why continue to torture yourself by waiting even longer? If you order online or call ahead, Tagliari Delicatessen will have the best sandwich in the Trader State ready for you upon arrival. To place an order, visit TagliariDelicatessen.com or give Tagliari a call at 406-830-3049. Tagliari has been named Montana's best deli by the Food Network and Best Sandwich by People Magazine. Why wait? Order Tagliari Deli ahead of time today. Backed by popular demand, Ronald McDonald House hosts Food Truck Friday. Each Friday through late August from 11 a.m. till 1.30 p.m., stop by and enjoy lunch at the Ronald McDonald House in Missoula, just off Fort Missoula Road. A portion of the proceeds from lunch sales will be donated back to the house, and they're excited to welcome back Layla's Lemonade. This young entrepreneur is giving back to the Ronald McDonald House with her delicious lemonades with fresh basil, mint, or strawberries. Learn more at RMHC Western Montana. What is now on ESPN Radio? If you could be honest, is this the same uh, bone monkey? <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is Trombone Shorty. Oh, I'm going to that You're on going Friday to night. see the guy, man. I can't wait. Let us Who was the new people you introduced me to yesterday? Boney M. Boney M. Boney M. Hey, Jeff, are you on TikTok? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Gonna, Does that mean you're on? You watch TikTok or you're on TikTok? What that, do you put means, on TikTok? That means I watch TikTok. I was gonna say, yeah. See, he's not viral like producer Tommy. Well, on he, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about this TikTok thing. We got we got a lot of pressures coming from a lot I mean, of there's places. Some, I mean, a lot of them are just kind of kind of dumb. Like I found a, a this TikTok. I can't remember the name of it, but it's. It's basically, it's a, a couple and a father, and they're based on the East Coast, and the, and the father's like kind of the classic kind of bada-bing, you know, that <laughs> New York, you know, and he has yeah, yeah. them people pronounce words, and he rates their pronunciations, and he like rips <laughs> them whenever it's not like, 
You know, oh, it's like the gosh. person will say like door and you'd be like, no, it's door, you know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, Nuanas Dow ESPN Radio. Tommy says I need TikTok. The social media folks uh, at, at our uh, variety of companies yeah. say I need the TikTok. You need the TikTok. Uh, mom says no. Girlfriend says no. <laughs> so I don't really know, man. I don't. I don't know which line I stand on here. You got a lot of vested interests in the TikToks. I mean, I would certainly never argue with your mother. Uh, so I guess you need a secret TikTok in that case, Coulter. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for secret. I'm trying to pervade the information to the people. It's 406-888-1029. If I just made a TikTok of random sports facts and what's coming up on this show and Skyline Sports, would you watch it? Tell me, should I get TikTok or not? 888-1029. Text us right now. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, riding with us here on your Tuesday, taking the show on the road again tomorrow. We're out to Old Works Golf Course, historic Old Works. Going to go broadcast from there. Uh, they are kind enough to set us up there, so we'll learn some history about the course. Uh, it's also part of my continued tour of the state of Montana uh, as I prepare a feature story for Golf Magazine, so that's going to be a, uh, a fun endeavor. So we look forward to uh, playing some golf in the morning and then uh, bringing you this show from a brand new spot for the first time uh, in a little while. We've actually had a, a new broadcast location, so it should be fun. Uh, always cool when you get to play a Jack Nicholas course, especially from a historic town like Anaconda, Montana. So that will be uh, very fun. The Missoula Paddleheads back at home beginning tomorrow night. You can find the Paddleheads on ESPN Radio pretty much every night throughout the summer. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will be on the call. He's also here with me, got a little Wolf Wednesday on Wednesday, Thirsty Thursday on Thursday, and Fireworks Night on Friday. Then the Paddleheads hit the road for uh, six games away from Missoula, three at Boise against the Hawks, and three uh, up in the Flathead against the Glacier Range Riders. And then they'll be back at home on July 8th with the Range Riders coming to town uh, for the first time. Their Missoula debut is on the horizon. I didn't even ask you, what'd you think of the Flathead? That was your first time seeing uh, the... The grandeur of Flathead Lake. Yeah, that was, it was really, it's a spectacular drive going out that way. You got the Magic Mountains and Flathead Lake. It's spectacular, beautiful to be able to see that part of Western Montana experience it. Also, you know, obviously we're not too far away from here in Missoula from the Kalispell area. They have are in the process of finishing up what eventually will be an absolutely spectacular facility in Flathead Field. That new ballpark down in the Kalispell area, it's, I think it's a good idea also that they're kind of framing it as that it is the Flathead Valley's ballpark. They're not calling themselves the Kalispell Range Riders. They're the Glacier Range Riders. And the ballpark sits basically right in between Whitefish and Kalispell. So it kind of brings in that whole community, and it's just a spectacular ballpark. It's built with all things that come from Montana, and they've tried to keep the ballpark, I mean, dead center field, another Montana tie-in. It's 406 feet to mm-hmm. dead center fun. field. That's fun. And it, the thing that's different about it is that it's a turf field. It's the first turf field in the history of the Pioneer League. So that's a little bit of a different field. But just that it's a great facility. They have a bunch of VIP 
boxes and the concourse wraps all the way around. Eventually, they'll have areas on top of what will be the clubhouses down the right and left field line that'll just be kind of big, giant walkways. They'll have the big grassy knolls, like if you see at Allegiance Field down the left field line, they have a lot of that type of stuff there as well. It's great for the league, great for Montana. It's just a fabulous facility, and it's it's worth going. Just go check it out. You'll you'll be surprised when you roll up there and go, whoa, this place is wild. Plenty more baseball talk throughout the rest of the summer, but appreciate Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, for swinging into studio here on Nuanas Now. You can find Jeff's awesome calls each night throughout the summer. They only got about six or seven off days uh, throughout this entire baseball season, so he will be on the call uh, pretty much every evening back at it tomorrow. So if you need something to do, head on down to uh, Ogren Park Allegiance Field, or I guess it's Allegiance Field at Ogren Park, as it were, uh, Idaho Falls. Chuckers in town, and if not, you can always find Jeff's calls right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, no problem. Nuan is now back at it tomorrow from Old Works. Myself, Blake Hempstead. We'll see you then. Nuan is now. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.